Before we get started, After the Monuments is proud to receive support from VCU Massey Cancer Center. Massey Cancer Center wants you to imagine a future without cancer. All it takes is one, a revolutionary idea, a promising clinical trial, or a new breakthrough. See how Massey is developing new approaches to prevent and treat cancer for every person in every community. Learn more about this future for everyone at MasseyCancerCenter.org. I'm Kelly Lemon. And I'm Michael Paul Williams. And welcome to the After the Monuments podcast, where we look at events and news about race in a historical context and see how, too often, history repeats itself. Welcome back to After the Monuments, Real Talk About Race. Kelly Lemon, Michael Paul Williams. And, you know, as we got out of that last uh, episode, we're ready for it. We are ready to go into diversity, equity, and inclusion. The word that is ringing around the state of Virginia as, no, we're done with the equity part. It's all about opportunities. And Virginia's governor, Glenn Youngkin, um, has been in the hot seat um, <clears throat> lately in a, in, a, in a bunch of different ways, um, you know, starting with um, his chief diversity opportunity and inclusion officer um, making some statements at, um, about how it's dead. Um, but also um, some some comments over at uh, Virginia Military Institute that is also in um, the state of Virginia. So well, let's start there. Yeah, well, make no mistake. Um, Martin um, Brown's injudicious and foolish comments at VMI, mm-hmm. a school that struggled mightily with diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, should not be viewed as something exclusive to Martin Brown, mm-hmm. um, black Republican in I'm glad the Youngkin you administration. That. He is black, yes. Um, Martin Brown's a messenger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Youngkin administration wholeheartedly endorses um, the death of DEI. Mm-hmm. And they've tried, they're trying to parse out the equity piece, but I don't, you, can't have, you can't have the other two without equity. Mm-hmm. Um, this is part of a national strategy. None of this stuff ever happens in a vacuum. Mm. Just like critical race theory, mm-hmm. you know, some cat thought that up and, and kind of shopped it out and it became this article of faith that critical race theory, CRT, mm-hmm. was the root of all evil and they weaponized it because they knew it was weaponizable. Yeah. Um, the same thing is happening with DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I mean, Ron DeSantis in, in, in Florida has declared... Um, an even more vocal war on it than Yunkin here in Virginia. Mm. Um, it's a convenient target. Uh, it's, it's part of that backlash. It's, it's part of the continuum mm-hmm. where, um, you know, these folks say, hey, nope, we've, gone, we've, we've done enough. We don't need this, yeah. so we're going to demonize this. Mm-hmm. So DEI has become, just like um, teaching about systemic racism in the classroom became a divisive concept, mm-hmm. which is another thing that's kind of like national, this, 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 this weird concept that, that our children are too snowflakey mm-hmm. to learn about the real oppression experienced by children their age or younger. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm Ruby Bridges, for yeah. one. Yeah, um, now, Our children's comfort is paramount. You know, we can't have them learning real facts because 
my comfort is paramount as an adult. Yeah. And I don't want to have to deal with this. And I don't want to have to explain this. And I don't want to feel bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want you to feel bad. I just want you to do the right thing. I, w- I just want justice. I want equity. I want fairness. Um, um, I want a diverse and inclusive society. Mm-hmm. Um, no one can tell me why a diverse Inclusive society driven by equity, which is really, if you look it up, it's synonymous with fairness. Yeah. Fairness. That's it. Yeah. Um, why that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So you've got to kind of, you know, gin up the base and, and make it sound like it's something evil when it's not. Yeah. It's just a talking point. And it's a racist talking point. And you don't get to attack this without coming off as a racist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our first black governor in the state of Virginia, Douglas L. Wilder, has weighed in mm-hmm. on this conversation and weighed in real heavy. You know, when Wilder gets to talking, he definitely makes sure that his points are made. Um, but what I did see was that Governor Yunkin was open to having dialogue with Wilder in regards to it. Do you have any thoughts on that, Michael Paul? <laughs> well, a couple of points. A, um, Governor Wilder said, um, you know, in the aftermath, um, you know, when I had people working for me, i.e., like Martin Brown's working for Yunkin, they either said what I wanted them to say or they said nothing at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so Governor Yunkin owns what Martin Brown says, Mm -hmm. and he hasn't, you know, he's essentially supported it. Um. I'm glad that um, Governor Wilder's seen the light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was kind of confused about his alliance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with with Governor Yunkin because Governor Yunkin has shown himself yeah. to be who he is um, long before this moment. Um, so yeah, I was disturbed to see him um, aligning himself with the governor on on anything because the governor's carrying out a a, um, a white supremacist agenda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not a good space to be in as far as I'm concerned. Let's stay there, though, with his agenda as a bill was recently signed um, in regards to um, anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we reported here at the Richmond Times-Dispatch, and um, it was on our front page, um, I, I don't want to quote it, but it was, you know, more so that, you know, hate, we, we, we are abolishing hate, and it is about love. Um, and Yunkin signed this bill, and it was, you know, very much so in, in, in the way that it, it came across that, you know, it's okay. We, we, we don't want this, this hate, but we're okay with some other hate. This is, this is an age-old American approach. A, anti-Semitism and racism are joined cheek and jowl. Mm-hmm. You, you can't, in America, you can't, you shouldn't discuss one without the other. You can't really separate them historically. Those signs did say no, no Negroes, mm-hmm. Jews, and dogs mm-hmm. in the Deep South. And in, in dogs. Yep, <laughs> yep. And, um... Yes, so this is known um, that the same groups that are anti-Semitic uh, ascribe to 
anti-black, anti-Hispanic, anti-Asian racism. Yeah. Um, They're just historically joined. Um, You know, hence the historic alliance um, dating back to um, the post-Niagara movement and the founding of the NAACP between Jewish people and and black Americans Mm -hmm. and and, and going into the civil rights movement Mm -hmm. um, with Rabbi Heschel and Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. Um, There was common interest in combating hate, and there still is, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. When hate crimes spike, when, 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 when hate leads someone to shoot up a grocery store with black people or a synagogue with Jewish people, it's coming from the same space. Yeah. So American, any attempt in America to separate the two is wrongheaded. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's how America treats these twin sins mm-hmm. because... America is more comfortable with dealing with something that it views as being historically from another land, i.e. the Holocaust and the pogroms of Europe, Mm -hmm. as opposed to homegrown here in the United States, such as the genocide of Native Americans and the enslavement of black people, the displacement and discrimination and exclusion of Asian people, um, um, the bigotry um, displayed toward Latino immigrants trying to get into this country. Yeah. Um, this, we don't deal with our own sins. Mm-mm. So we build museums to the Holocaust, a national museum to the Holocaust in Washington, D.C. Um, we've eventually built that African-American museum, mm-hmm. but... Afterwards, in Richmond, we have a Holocaust museum. Um, we are still in the discussion stages about a museum to the enslaved, our own history yeah. here in the United States. Yeah. So we, we deal with the sins that in America. America deals with the sins that it can create some distance. Yeah. And you can talk about this, and I want to make sure that the audience understands you have done some in-depth research and conversations regarding this as you were um, a co-host for another podcast that was called Memory Wars with Virginia uh, Public Media. Yeah, this is is the topic of our Memory Wars podcast. You can Mm -hmm. find Memory Wars wherever podcasts are available. Apple, um, um, what's the other service? Spotify. Thank you, yeah, Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, old, I'm old. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Forgive yeah, me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, you know, America needs to deal with its own history, its yeah. own collective sins in this regard. So um, attack anti-Semitism with all your might. But you can't, you know, you can't put, you know, you can't say, but no discussion of systemic racism in America is off limits. Yeah. In the same breath, that's that's hypocritical. That's yeah. the height of hypocrisy. Hmm. And thanks to our friends, Dr. Cisha Joy Moon, and all her work that she's doing in the DEI space with Congress, um, as they have kept her role on. As you know, the hands have changed, but they do realize from that level that you know her work is important. Important, and and she's doing some great yeah, work excellent. up there. And hopefully, you know, we'll get a release that she could come and join us on the show uh, that, again. That, that um, would be that would be great. Yeah, at at some point to talk about that work. So. 
Michael Paul, once again, I know that you are you got your columns um, running um, not only at Richmond.com, but also in print. Remind us again how they can read all of your columns. Um, online, um, pop up on Tuesday evening and Friday evening in print on Wednesdays and Saturday or Sunday. We, yeah. we alternate them. Yeah. You got anything interesting that you're coming in the pipeline or do you want to keep uh, us, keep us all in the, yeah, <laughs> in the no, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be chewing on um, George Floyd and, and the summer of 2020 mm-hmm. three years later. Okay. All right. At the anniversary. Yeah. Thank you once again for listening to this episode of After the Monuments, a real talk about race. I am Kelly Lemon. This is Michael Paul Williams. You can find all of this at richmond.com. Please make sure that you tell us um, if there's any topics or any people that you want to see on this show as we are bringing our audience, are bringing guests back in and sharing with you all that audience. So thank you once again for listening. After the Monuments is a Virginia Video Network production and produced by Matt Pacilli, Michael Paul Williams, and me, Kelly Lemon. Technical direction and editing from Bill Barksdale. Executive production from Paul Farrell, Diane Salvatore, and Paige Mudd. Will Royer provides studio support. Our artwork is by Krishna Mathis. I'm Kelly Lemon, and we'll see you next week on After the Monuments. Huge thanks to Massey Cancer Center for being our After the Monuments sponsor.